Little D's, little D's. I'm alive. I have a lot to tell you. I'm 31, by the way. My birthday was exactly one week ago. My friend and I went to Washington, D.C. She used to live there. Man, it was great. We had so much fun. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm kind of sick. And I will get I will get into that in a minute as to why I'm sick. It's, I think it's interesting. And I think it's factual. So let me get into it. So Washington, D.C. was great. Very historic. Um, we got there at like 1.30. No, I'm sorry. We got there probably at like 1.00. And um, we just, we hit, we hit the ground running. We immediately went to the cheesecake factory <laughs> and drank and ate because we were hungry and it was right there. It was really cool. I, I couldn't believe how tiny the White House was. I mean, it's a large building or whatever you call it. Is it a house? I don't know what it is, but um, it's large, but I don't know. I thought it would be much bigger in person. I think, I think that a lot. I think that often you know, when dating, um, but we won't get into that. <laughs> so, so we went there, we went to the Smithsonian, um, there, so they, I guess I didn't realize this. There's a couple of different Smithsonian museums, but this one I wanted to go to, I wanted to see the Seinfeld puffy shirt because it's like the museum of like pop culture. No, I'm making that up. I don't know. American history. I suppose I sound like such a dumb bitch. Yes. Oh my God. What do you want to turn off? Alexa, off. She thought I was summoning her. I guess the words dumb bitch <laughs> trigger her. So anyway, they had things there like the original Barbie doll. They had a bunch of different old cell phones. And it's creepy because they had two of my old cell phones there. And I was like... That's weird. I feel I feel old all of a sudden. They had my old Nextel. Then they had my... What the hell did they have? They had another phone. And I was like, oh my God. I feel like, yep, 31. 31. It's here. They did have really cool things. They had Martin Luther King's uh, pins for his uh, campaign. That was pretty cool. They had... Oh, the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz. I don't know if they were the original ones, but um, they're so old. These The slippers looked pink in person. It was a really cool museum. I feel like I talked about this, but when I was little, I was obsessed with The Wizard of Oz, and I used to call it The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and um, I was obsessed with The Wicked Witch of the Vest. And um, I used to say to my mother, Mom... Isn't she beautiful? And my mom was like, oh my God, like this kid needs help. He needs help. And she never got me the help I needed. So this is why I have a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, the museum was cool. Um, Where did we go? We went to the, I, I kept calling it the lawn. Let me look it up. I, I don't even know what it's called. Okay, here are the things we did. We went to the Lincoln Memorial. That was very touristy. It was cool, though. The Washington Monu Monument, you know, that huge erect thing. Um, well, so we do. Oh, the National Mall, where we got attacked by several bugs. We The Holocaust Museum was closed, and so was the Museum of African American History, I believe it's called. Um but yeah, it was really cool. But um, my friend kept yelling at me because I, I like to joke around. So I kept saying like, "We're gonna, 
we're going to invade the capital. And she was like, no, 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 you can't say that. I was like, what if we just like recreated it like that day to like, you know, she's like, no, 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 that, that's not funny. That's not funny, Danny. <laughs> it was so funny. So, um, I love her. She's very PC and just, she's such a good person. And I don't know why she's friends with me, but I don't know. It works. I thought we had fun. We had a good time. We also, um, we were playing this little game. We kept picking out people that probably were at the January 6th riot. Um, <laughs> we had a good time. We then we went to we went to dinner. We saw our friend we went to school with. Um, we I actually dated her. She was one of my last girlfriends. We dated in oh my god sixth grade. We held hands so. We're connected for life. So that was fun. Then we went to a gay bar and um, it was a musical theater themed gay bar. And if you know me, you know, I hate musical theater. I hate Broadway shows. I know I'm a terrible gay, but that was the only gay bar that was open on a Monday night. So we went there. I had to like tune out all that music. I actually ended up going outside um, hanging out with the bouncer. I know I, when I get drunk, I'm like, get me out of here I can't hear anything so and then oh this is so embarrassing I started I I was smoking cigarettes like who am I I don't even smoke cigarettes but I I was and I was like okay this is not good I did have probably like three or four five or five or six and um (laughs) that's it so I I haven't had a cigarette since and I don't even crave them I was just I was like four or five margaritas in and I don't know who I don't know who she was but I didn't like her I did not like her she was she was wild she was a wild girl and honestly I don't even drink that much I I have a drink if I go out if that my friends make fun of me because I don't usually drink but it was my birthday I wasn't driving and it was a long day night so I was like you know what I'm gonna continue I will say this. So I've been, I've been gay my whole life and I, I've been in the, I call it the business of being gay. I have dealt with everything from your closet case to your, you know, people that have came out to me that straight guys telling me they've hooked up with uh, men and everything I've dealt, uh, dealt with it all. So this guy was there and it was through a friend of a friend of a friend. This guy was brought no one really knew him. He was brought and um, he was so clearly gay, but he was straight in quotations and he was hammered very. He was probably on drugs and he was talking about all the girls he sleeps with. He's five, six. First of all, like sh- sit down, Danny, you're five, four. I know, but it's funny to, to tell people they're short. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it triggers them. Not that he's listening, but anyway, he was saying that. I can't believe I'm at a faggot bar. And I'm like, I said, you, I said, I'm not offended that you're using the word faggot because I know you're gay. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm like, no, no, I know for a fact you're gay. That's why I'm not flipping out because gay people can say that word. Right. So, um, it just pissed him off even more. And, um, I hope you have a wonderful coming out story, sir. It's just like, why are you at a gay bar? It's just the weirdest thing. It's he cle- so clearly was a flaming homosexual. 
And you know what? It takes one to know one. So I'm telling you. And even the bouncer goes, because the bouncer was hanging out with us. And he saw that I was in no danger because this man's clearly gay. Um, <laughs> the bouncer said to our friends, that guy is super gay. And we were just laughing. So that did happen. And I'm... Um, I can't even be mad because he's a flaming homosexual. Go, girl. You go, girl. I'll see you at Gay Pride in June. So the next day, my friend's like, where do you want to go? And I was like, I truly came to Washington, D.C. for one one reason and one reason only. She was like, for what? I was like, I want to see the filming locations of The Exorcist. (laughs) And she's like, are you you serious? I was like, yep. (laughs) So... We went to the, we found a, first of all, there's no parking there. It's awful. So we found this like abandoned gas station, which I was like, gave me anxiety because I'm like, my car's going to get towed and that's, that's that. So we park at the end of the steps. Remember and at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, the priest uh, basically kills himself. He throws himself out the window and he goes down 75 stairs and um, he dies. He breaks his neck. So that's where we went. And I was like, I need to recreate this photo, obviously. And she was like, yes, obviously you have to. So <clears throat> I'll get to the cough in a minute. It's coming. So I laid down at the end of the steps and she was all the way up top. And she took a photo of me just laying there pretending to be dead. And um. It's a, it's dirty. It's a, they look like subway stairs, you know, in New York, like very dirty stairs, because like all the kids use them from uh, Georgetown University. So um, I took that photo, and then I was like, okay, I need another one up top. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go halfway and get a photo. So I went halfway. I got the photo. I lay down, and I, I realized after I took the photo, like I was laying in dried piss. And like, who knows what other bodily fluids I was laying on. But I was like, I need to get this photo. And then we were walking up. Then we saw the house. And it was so cool how, you know, different it is in person. Because in the movie, they they built a fake uh, extension. And they the roof was actually fake in the movie. So it was just, it looked so different. But it was so eerie. And um. I looked it up. The house, I think, was bought for like $3 million a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, they did no filming inside that house. It was all exterior shots. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. It was everything and more. So back to um, this, me coughing and all this stuff. <clears throat> okay, so we left the exorcist house. We drove home. But we stopped at a rest stop, and I'm pretty sure this is where it's from, and I'm going to gag even thinking about this. Hold on. I'm going to throw up. So we go to this rest stop, and um, I had to pee, and I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let me get something. There's a Burger King there. So I was like, great. I love their Impossible Burger. It's really good. So I go there, and I realize it's grab-and-go. So all the burgers and everything, you literally get it yourself, and you walk to the cashier I thought it was the strangest thing it's like it's like you're working at Burger King getting everything it was very odd so right off the bat I'm like this is strange but whatever I'm hungry so I went outside I opened the burger and I eat it and um 
it's just very dull and stale. But I was like, okay, you're at a rest stop off of a New Jersey highway. Like, it's not going to be like a regular Burger King, you know? So I get home, whatever. I do my stuff. I unpack. I go to sleep. At 5 a.m., I wake up and I throw up from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., so I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I got food poisoning from that fucking impossible burger. I, I knew it was that. It had to be that. But it's like, what could be contaminated? Actually, I don't even want to think about that. It was a nasty, nasty place. So first day, throwing up. Then I had a high fever for two. I went to the doctor and I explained to her everything she's like oh it's definitely food poisoning you don't need a covid test i was like huh really i was like i i have like four symptoms of covid but i was like okay i'm not gonna and i was very weak and just like kind of disoriented i probably shouldn't have driven i was just so weak but i had to get to the doctor so i and i didn't want to take an uber because i didn't want to get my uber driver sick it was the whole thing so um I get home, I'm sweating through my bed sheets, like dripping and then then shitting for like three days straight. Like like I know this is TMI. This is TMI. But like I lost so much weight, which was Chef's Kiss. A happy birthday, Danny Boy. Thirty first birthday. That could have been that's like the best gift, you know? Lost ten pounds. Um, so then I, I, I went back. I was like, I need a COVID test because I, I really think I have COVID. So then plot twist, I don't have COVID, but I was just so sick. And I honestly blame the exorcist house. I think that that house is cursed. The set is cursed and something did not want me there. You know, during the filming of that movie, nine people died. The set burnt down and during the one of the first screenings of it in Italy, a cross that was like a thousand years old, huge cross on top of a church, got hit by lightning and fell in front of the theater. Like the weirdest stuff happened during that this that movie. And um, I think I talk about it. The mom broke her lower back, and so did the the um. Linda Blair, the, the the girl that plays the, the demon, she hurt her back. So I think something's up and I had to, all because I had to take a fucking photo in front of the stairs or on the stairs rather. So that's my birthday wrap up. Oh, I have one more thing to say. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I have 15 more minutes to kill. And you know what? It I think it's a good story and I think it's a part of my life. So... This is what this podcast is. It's like a diary. It's it's everything. It's everything you need. So um, that psychiatrist I was dating um, that lived in New Haven that worked at Yale Hospital. I think that's what the hospital is called. Um, he broke things off with me. Now, we were talking for, I think, almost three months, actually. And, you know... You know, when you're dating someone, you kind of ignore red flags. Um, I ignored a big one. When we first started talking, he was like, I have to let you know, when I get too close to guys, I tend to break things off and I just get uncomfortable with it and I leave. 
And I'm like, hmm, you're a psychiatrist, bud. You should probably get that sorted out. And maybe in school, did you learn anything about that? Fuck. So um, I ignored that red flag. It's not even, it's such a big red flag. It's a parachute. It's it's a parachute. It's a red parachute I was ignoring. Is that, yeah, that's larger than a flag. Yes, parachutes are huge. Anyway, so we're, you know, I we're uh, talking we're going on a date and I was like, Oh wow. I, f- this is wild that we've been talking for almost three months. I feel like I met you last week. And, um, after that, the whole night he got so kind of quiet and weird. And, um, well, not the whole night for like an hour. He was like, really like, in in his feels like, like just the mood was off. And I was like, this is fucking weird. So anyway, um, we had a really good night, yada, 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 fun, blah, 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 slept over. And then I, I left, and then like a couple of days later, he break things he broke things off with me, which, you know, it's fine. It happens. Your People are going to break things off with you. You're going to break things off with people. It's the way life goes, like whatever. But I don't like the way he did it, you know? It's just... There's ways you could do it. You could be more polite about it. You could um, be more friendly about it. You know, it's it's an awkward conversation either way. I, I understand that, but you could um, do it nicely. What did he say? He was like, I, I just don't understand, you know, your freelance lifestyle. Because, you know, I freelance for work. Like, I'll work a job for like three months then not work for like a month and it just it sucks I hate it but it is what it is it's the industry I chose and this is what I'm doing for now um so he what he say to me he was like hey I, I just I don't want to not like you I, I'm gonna start not to like you and I'm gonna resent you and I'm just not gonna like you as a person I'm like what and I already I went in knowing that he was gonna pull some bullshit like this so I was like okay I just, I just heard him out, heard him out. And he was kind of listing the things that he didn't like about me. Like lit, li- like actually like listing things that he didn't like about me. And I was like, okay, all good. I was like, I have things about you, but like, what's the point? Like things are ending, like whatever, like save your breath. So I said, I had a lot of fun with you and good luck with everything. And I don't regret anything. I had a lot of fun. And I was like, and I know you did too. Hair flip. So, um, that ended and I haven't heard from him like at all in like a month, like nothing, not a peep. And then on my, the day before my birthday, he sends me a whole text. I'll read it to you. It says, are you ready for this? In quotations, no need to answer this text. Happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. A few weeks ago, I got you a small present. Like why the fuck did you get me a present? We're not talking anymore. Um, I can mail it to you or we could br- briefly meet in person if you want. I also have your other stuff here that you left. I left some stuff in his house and you don't need to know what you don't need to know what it is because I have family that listens to this podcast. Um, and yeah, so, and he wrote happy birthday and I just kind of wrote, I was polite. I was like, nice to hear from you. Oh, uh, you didn't have to do that, but thank you very much. And my birthday is tomorrow. And, um, we were talking and then like, why? I'm just polite and everything, but, like, why are you reaching out to me, bro? Like, why would you... We haven't talked in a, since you broke things off. Like, why would I fucking want to meet with you to get a gift? It's one thing if, you know, we broke 
things off and he was polite about it. And we talked in the middle, you know, a little of this, a little of that talking, but this was just like out of nowhere. Like, why the fuck would I want a gift from you, bro? Like, get out of here. So, um, on my birthday, he wrote happy birthday. And then he sends me a gif of a zombie coming out of a grave and it says RIP and it says, sorry, it feels this. Sorry. It feels like this. And I'm like, I wrote, thanks. LOL. Like he got the hint, like get away. You know, like I'm not mad, mad, but it's just like, you don't need to come back in my life for any reason. You kind of, um, you were a dick, bro. So that's my feelings on that. So R.I.P. Good luck with everything. Adele, y'all. Adele. Adele. Adele Atkins. That's her name. Um, She had her CBS special yesterday where she had a concert and an interview with Oprah intermittently. And it was... um. It was great. Oh, my God. I cried like a little bitch in my bed. I cried. And um, ugh, she looked phenomenal. And the album, the songs I've heard, it, she did some old songs and some new songs. And um, they were fantastic. It was just emotional. And um, her interview was just so raw and, like, real with Oprah. And Oprah was asking her all the questions. And, you know... It's nice to hear that she and her ex-husband are good friends. They talk every day. They're neighbors. You know, it's for the sake of their son, Angelo. Like, that's healthy. That's how it's supposed to be done. Obviously, divorce sucks, you know, whatever, on both ends, you know. I'm sure it just, you know, who wants to get divorced? But um, sometimes it has to happen. Um but so it's nice to hear that she's friends with him and um, she talks about how her father was an alcoholic growing up and he was never in her life and he chose drinking over her and um, it's just so sad and um, she finally meets up with him. Um, I think she was in touch with him here and there, but she, she was saying that he never heard one of her songs fully through he only heard one like a little bit and he couldn't hear it. He cried. So she actually made him listen to the album and um, they cried on the phone together. And I, I think that's, I think it's sad, but um, you know, therapeutic, but that was really good. And um, it, Oh, it was in Oprah's backyard. Y'all it was in Oprah's Rose garden because of course, Oprah has a Rose garden. It was beautiful. Like everything you could imagine. Oprah then asks her about her 100 pound weight loss and they were talking about how she, you know, she's like, I'm Adele, like I, I was scrutinized for being heavy, now I'm scrutinized for being healthy and it's like, she can't win, you know, and um, she was talking about how, you know, when she lost the weight, people were just up in arms, like how could you lose all that weight, you know, it's not for any vanity, it's for health, you know. And um, she looks absolutely fantastic, and I'm so happy for her. The interview was great. The concert was great. I could not believe all the celebrities were at this event. Okay, let's 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 name them o- off the top of my head. There is Selena Gomez. There was Drake. There was Kris Jenner. There was Ellen DeGeneres. There was Tyler Perry. There was Gabrielle Union. There was oh my God, there were so many people there. I, I was like 
every shot uh, there was a new celebrity and um chris jenner was sitting with ellen i thought that was funny they're gonna they're gonna plot something um I wonder, and how do you get invited to that? Because there were a lot of people that were not famous, and Adele didn't know. I would have done anything to go there. It looks so cool. And, um, oh, I forgot to talk about this part. So in the middle of the show, Adele surprised everybody with, there was a surprise proposal with this couple, and this girl had absolutely no clue. So they were in a park earlier in the day, and they were having lunch and stuff. And then he was like, I have a surprise for you. So he blindfolds her, puts noise-canceling headphones on her. So she really has no idea what's going on. Takes her to basically the stage, like in front of the stage. And um, he says, take your blindfold. No, he takes her headphones off. And he takes, he's like, he gets on his knee. And he says, take your blindfold off. And she was like, oh my God, like like so surprised it was the cutest thing and she was like i was your girlfriend for seven years and like she starts crying and then she was like wait who are these people and then adele and then she says yes and adele comes up and adele, there's a light on adele and she was like hello and this woman was like what like what in the world and then and she's like, okay, Adele's like, okay, have a seat next to Lizzo and Melissa McCarthy. So this poor woman is like so confused about life. And like while Adele's singing, you could see her mouthing, what is going on? You know, I felt like there should have been more of a, like a space, you know, like, like, how are you feeling? Like an interview, like, what's up? you're at my concert, you know? Um, but it was so cute and I cried. I cried like a little bitch in my bed. It was everything. So if you haven't seen it, you could actually still see it on YouTube. That clip is up. And I want, I want to know more about this couple. I love them. I have a recommendation. I recently got Showtime, but I'm canceling it because I only want to watch this one thing. Um, I only wanted to watch the Comedy Store documentary. It's a six-part docu- documentary about the comedy club called The Comedy Store in uh, Hollywood or West Hollywood. It's in L.A. And um, it is such a great documentary. And they, they interview all the legends that started out there and how the comedy club started and um, how it almost ended but it's still going strong and it's it's such a great documentary. I highly recommend it. So you could get Showtime and then cancel. That's what I did. So I just there's nothing really on Showtime I want to watch, you know? So that's about it. And man, it's good. I completely forgot that um so I've been helping a friend out doing holiday installations in uh store windows, storefronts. That's what he does. He does a lot of floral and it's his expertise. So he asked for my help and I was like, absolutely. And I've been helping him on other projects, but um, I was with him in the Upper East Side. And um, who do we see? We see Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. And, um, and then I was like, oh my God, I wish I talked to them. Like, oh, I damn it. Because I didn't realize it was them until they walked by. 
because we're right in front of the you know we're probably on what are we on like 77th and Madison Ave like that's Upper East Side that's where all the celebs go it's very quiet and that's where they shop and whatnot it's so expensive there I a coffee an iced coffee six dollars regular size like that's the Upper East Side for you so um I was like if, if I see them again I'm gonna say hi so uh sure enough Mark Consuelos comes back walking. He's walking alone at this point. And um, I'm right in the street. So like I'm literally three feet from him. And I was like, hey, how's it going? He was like, good, man. Good. Like He, he was very nice and he, he kept walking. Um, but I, I had to talk to him. I had to. Um, and then Kelly, <laughs> Kelly came by like probably 30 minutes after. I don't know where she had to stay or had to go, but she was walking and she was walking so fast with her arms swinging, swinging in the wind, karate chopping. And like, she could have killed a toddler. Like that's how fast and fierce she was walking, but she was adorable. I love Kelly Ripa. Um, but yeah, that was the highlight of that. Oh my God. And this, this is a really weird thing that happened. I was in the meatpacking district. This Lambo SUV pulls up. This woman gets out and, um, she, she slips and she's wearing just Gucci pants and she has the pink Birkin. She slips. I was like, girl, you good? And uh, she's like, I'm good. Then she, she's continuing running and she comes back like an hour later and I'm still helping my friend with the installation. And she comes back and she gets into her Lambo and um, she opens that she swings the door open and it gets caught on the fucking sidewalk. You know, when your door, it just, so she's trying to pull this Lambo door and, and I go over, I was like, can I help you? She's like, yeah. So I literally pull this door up and I help her shut it. And she, she's, she was thankful and she started that car up and got the hell out. I'm like, who are you? She was everything. Um, so anyway, uh, going off of that, I will be in the Hamptons all week helping my friend uh, do a holiday installation at a luxury hotel. So I will be staying in the luxury hotel and helping him uh, with a holiday installation. So I'll be away for a week in the Hamptons. So that's fun. But I won't have an episode for you this uh, next week because I'll be super busy doing that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little deez. I opened up to you guys a little bit. Just, just a little. Just a little bit. Um, as always, follow me message me, talk to me. Love you guys. Ciao.